well, well, well. After a lot of doubt surrounding Patrick Williams, now Patrick Williams does come in and lead the Bulls in scoring in a win over the Milwaukee Bucks, even though a lot of their most all their starters were gone. We're gonna break that down, talk about that. Heading into the regular season, what are some of the things we need to look out for? All that right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, the Bulls got a win over the Milwaukee Bucks, a considerable win, uh, starting about half their projected starters. I would assume Nikola Vucevic and Patrick Williams all started in this game with Javante Green coming off the bench. If you do factor him in as a starter, this was a game in which the Bulls came in and did what needed to be done. They took care of business. The offense looked very fluid at times, very open, a lot of ball movement, uh, key, key to this victory like that. But the story of this game, the one that is going to be talked about a lot, is Patrick Williams showing up. Is this a response to him being benched the last two games? Is this going to seal the uh, starting point guard? I'm sorry, starting power forward position for him. A lot of questions surrounding that that's going to be hopefully answered over the course of the next eight days as the Bulls prepare for their season opening game against the Miami Heat on the 19th. But at least on this night, Patrick Williams led the Chicago Bulls in scoring, going nine for 17 from the field, three for four from uh, free throw range, only one for five from three point range, but also chipping in five rebounds, five assists, one steal. 22 overall points, a good complete game from Patrick Williams in which he played really solidly on the defensive end as well. This was a game that we needed to see from Patrick Williams. A lot of the doubts surrounding him, um, a lot of the you know things going on, rightfully so, he needed this game, whether it had been against other starters or not. We needed to see this type of game from Patrick Williams in which he was moving decisively out there. Um, the first couple of minutes stint that he was in, kind of questionable, but it seemed like he went to the bench, came back in, he adjusted some things. We saw him dunk on people's heads when his shot wasn't falling. He took people off the dribble, shot the mid-range shot, shot a three, eventually passed the ball solidly as well. Patrick Williams flashed that potential that we've seen in him so often that has made a lot of Bulls fans think and hope of what he can turn into someday in that Chicago Bulls front office. On top of that, Javante Green having another good game as well for the Chicago Bulls when his 17 minutes, he was three for six um, on the uh, on the night 10 points five rebounds no assist one still a positive plus minus of, of, of plus 15 now the bulls were down they trailed after the first half of this game they came in they made some adjustments communicated a little bit better on the de defensive end is which is we want to see from this team and at the at what we, what should have happened is what happened the bulls completely outclassed this team with the milwaukee bucks who were missing all of their starters and key players that's what needed to happen now you don't want to read too much into this Preseason caveat even doubled down with this one because of how many of the Bucks players were out of this game. But like I said, some positive things and just the way that they went about their offense. Still feeding Vooch down low. He only had nine shots on the game, but hit seven of, seven of nine uh, of those shots. Two for three from three-point range. 11 rebounds, four assists, two steals. 17 points for Nikola Vucevic. Andre Drummond in this game. The thing that has surprised me about Andre Drummond, he was seven for nine from the field, 16 points. He had nine rebounds, two assists, one block as well. An amazing block at that. But it's Andre Drummond in the way that he's getting his offense. He is taking people off the dribble. It's not, not a lot, right? It's two or three dribbles he's getting to the rim he's going up with effort um and strength 
They're lobbing it up to him. Andre Drummond is going to be a weapon for the Chicago Bulls team. And all the all the questions remaining around this team are hopefully going to be answered as we get ready, prepared for the start of the season. Goran Dragic as well, shipping in 13 points in this game. Alex Caruso, six points. He was three for nine from the field. Everyone did what you expected them to do. Now it's just seeing if all this can come together for the team overall as we head into a difficult start to the season for the Chicago Bulls. All right, that's it for me and my little spiel to start this show off, kind of recapping the game. Let's go ahead and get into your guys' comments. James Jamison, Pat needs a new – see, this is, this is the thing, right? And this ain't uh, – James, this isn't anything against you, but, like, as fans, right – it's always the next thing, right? We talked about how Patrick Williams wasn't looking aggressive. Now he looked aggressive this whole game, and it's he needs a new dunk package? Hey, let's let's see him be aggressive with this dunk package and then worry about adding things to the game, right? Let's worry about adding things to the game after that. Isaac, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the season to start, and it can't get here any sooner. You and me both, brother. I am super excited about the season. So many, so excited. Um, I agree with Stacey King in that AD is looking like he can play some stretch four with his mobility and ability to space the floor. Listen, I mean, the mobility is out there. I wouldn't say, like, again, he took one three in this one. He was 0 for 1 from the three-point range. But I will say this is that Drummond is showing more of an ability to be a ball handler than what I saw. And this is why sometimes as fans we need to let the coaching staff and because Billy Donovan talked about this. He talked about this in media day is using Andre Drummond as a ball handler and a facilitator. Now, we haven't seen a lot of that facilitation yet, but Andre Drummond with the with the uh, ball handling has looked really, really solid so far. Let's see what else we got. Big juice. That's a weird name, brother. I ain't saying that like that no more. Uh, so many dunks this game. Yeah, so many dun dunks for sure. Uh, no sugar says P will surprise me. I doubted him. Listen, it's still preseason and it was against basically a bench unit plus some G League players. So let's put that caveat out there. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. Marco Simonovic in this game uh, to the next comment. Two points in this one. Surprisingly, two minutes and uh, two points in two minutes. Um, that's crazy from savagery. Uh, I.O. hit that crossover, double step back, three, filthy. That's from the ultimate rage. That's crazy. You're you're absolutely right on that one. Drummond has done more for us in four preseason games than Tristan Thompson has done for us half a season. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad Tristan isn't on this team anymore. Um, Isaac says the ultimate rage. No, I can't wait. Jay the Barber TV says Drummond is going to be good for us, bro. He's going to be great for us. Somebody asked earlier, could Drummond get into the six-man-of-the-year conversation? Possibly. Isaac, in breaking news, Marco has been found. He was spotted at the free throw line. I repeat, Marco has been found. Hey, that's crazy, man. Um, Adrian, P. Will is better off the bench. We should keep it that way. No need to force what isn't there. Javante plays better with the starters. I wouldn't say that either. I don't agree with that. Patrick Williams... Didn't play well coming off the bench for one. He didn't come off the bench in this one. And Javante, he looked good being with the starters or off the bench. That's why Javante and his versatility, the one thing that I would say with this is, to me, Javante is more of a dangerous weapon off the bench because he can play more positions than Patrick Williams can. You can fit Javante in anything from two to four. So because of that, that Swiss Army knife nature and how he goes about getting his offense, Javante can be productive with anybody as long as you have a passer out there with him. He always will have one. It will either be Io, Goran Dragic, 
or, or um, Alice Caruso and you throw in Vooch. Vooch and Javante worked out a hell of a chemistry. And Patrick Williams, even in this game, him and Javante worked out a little bit of chemistry. The way that Javante moves in space, the way that he slashes, that type of thing, Javante is going to be able to do that no matter if he's on the bench or in the starting lineup. I kind of disagree with you there. I get what you're getting at, but I don't think P. Will looked that great off the bench for me. This was, this was the best game of P. Will's preseason and he started the two games he came off the bench he looked so so to me not terrible some people made it out to be but he looked so so to me uh how about tony bradley getting a, a block hey shout out to him for putting in some work bro shout out to him for putting in some work um josh jones says i really hate milwaukee's commentators lol also comments the whole game i i mean this game was in chicago they you had the milwaukee commentators i didn't i had stacy king um I watched on NBA TV on League Pass. I had Stacey King on my commentary. So, uh, Chris, I think it's over for Marco this year, Hayes. Yeah, it's looking that way, brother. Uh, I was dead when Tony Bradley got blocked three times in a row. I dead ass left. Fuck Tony Bradley. He sucks, man. I didn't realize that we had some tough matchups in the first five games. I hope that these guys are ready for it. Bring it. No, no time for a slow start. Yeah, they got to come in. They got to come in and play hard. Guard our third units fuck i mean it's a third unit it's supposed to it's a third unit like literally in basketball if you go towards the third unit it's not supposed to be pretty uh very excited for kobe this season he looks more comfortable and confident out there even after starting off slow yes we said that in the halftime hangout kobe white and even in the last game kobe white's finding a way to be productive even when his shot isn't falling and that's big for kobe because for a long time if kobe's shot wasn't falling he didn't give you much he's moving out there better defensively he's ha he has his head up better defensively the passes that he's making is better and even some of the missed shots that he that he that he missed in this game um, I think that he he worked his way into good shots like that floater that I talked about he, that he got to in the first half. He took somebody off the dribble and then went for a floater. I thought it was going to go in. Kobe White has done some things and worked on this game for sure. But coming into the uh, out of the second half, he ends up this game five for 12 in this game, 15 points. Kobe White dealt with adversity very well in this game for sure. Rick Fernandez says, Hayes, I've been MIA. The channel is growing. Let's fucking go see red. And it's still fuck Grayson Allen. You already know, bro. The journey for number seven, you started already. What do you mean? I don't know. I honestly don't know what you mean by that, bro. Uh, Creeley says, Kobe looked nice. Uh, didn't try to do too much. His handle looks pretty nice. He's added some things. The shot has to fall, but he's definitely added some things to this game. Uh, the offense really has me guessing right now. Zach wasn't lying when he said the offense would be more random. Well, the thing is, he used the word random, but he then went on to clarify that. But basically by random, it meant they're going to do movement without the ball, which means that it's going to create more opportunities for players that you may not expect to be able to get shots off. That's what it means by random. It definitely is. It's a, it's definitely more of an open offense for sure. Dan Patrick William putting it on <laughs> heads out there. Yeah, he did his thing. People with 17 uh, attempts tripling his career average. Yeah, stop killing. Actually, his career tripling his career average would be 21. He averages seven shots per game. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Oh, he cleared it up. Almost tripling. I feel you, brother. Trash can, Tony Bradley. Listen, Tony Bradley is trash. Um, going to be tough for Drummond to win six men of the year award. That's for guards that chuck up a lot of shots. That's what I said in the halftime hangout. For a big man to win, off a big man off the – well, it has to be off the bench at six man of the year. I don't even know why I was adding that clarification. For a big man to win six man of the year, literally Andre Drummond would have to average 10 points per game, 12 rebounds per game on high efficiency, hitting a little bit more threes, a couple of assists, 
a blocker and a half per game. Like, he would have to do way more than a guard. It's way more likely that Javante Green can win six men of the year than Andre Drummond. But Andre Drummond is looking damn good. I like how we can switch everything on defense. That is one of the things that in AK and how he's building this roster that they are trying to do, switchability, right? That's what this league is going towards, is every is having players that can guard two to three positions. If you have four or five players out there that can guard two to three positions, you can switch on damn near everything, which then makes it harder for the other teams to create space. It makes it harder for the team in pick and roll offense. It makes it hard for the other team in a lot of things. That's what, at least by the way that he's drafted so far, when you look at what AK has drafted so far, Marco Simonovich to the side. You got Iodosumu, a two slash three. You got Patrick Williams, a three, four, maybe even a small ball five, as, as AK talked about before. And then you got Dalen Terry, who can play anything from one to four. AK said that he wants to see Dalen Terry play a small ball four, one to four. So that's what that's what, what AK's trying to build here. Now we do need shooters. We do need players that can take people off dribble. We need all of that, all of those things. But you're starting to see the methodology behind how uh this 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 front office has drafted. So agree with that wholeheartedly. Oh, the journey for number seven. Got you. You're talking about the seventh title. I can be so literal sometimes, bro. My bad. I mean, hey, I hope so. Uh, Mike, you're good, dude. I respect you for giving us so much content. This is my seventh video in 48 hours. Listen, <laughs> I've been working, bro. Uh, granted, it's preseason, but the team defense looks much better so far this year. One of the things that, that did bother me in this game is them getting caught on rotations, uh, which I talked about at the halftime hangout. But the defense does look more focused. They need to communicate better, I think, out there. But it does look like a more concerned effort. Everybody's giving effort, effort defensively. And if you have that, things can go very, very far. Um, Kobe being able to dribble with his head up now is great. <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a great point there, brother. That's a great point. Uh, feeling good about Vooch. He looks more confident and fluid. Super excited to see how it carries into the season. From that's from why why Khan? No, I murdered that. Uh, but Vooch is just. I've said this right. Is that when you bet on continuity, Vooch was always going to be the player that benefited the most of uh, out of that. Settling more into his role as the third option after being the first option for so long. Um, settling, uh, realizing that, hey, I need to work down low. Let my three-point shot come to me, which has been effective thus far in, in, in um, preseason. His passing and, and, and being a little bit more focused. The team, also the coaching staff, going to him early and consistently down low and getting him looks down there and touches. Yeah, he's benefiting a lot, lot off of it, and he's looking really good. Dan says, re, uh, random office is more like read and react. Absolutely, which is what the NBA is kind of going to. Who do you think wins the last two-way contract? I like to bet on Costas. I don't think it's going to be Costas. Um, I think it's going to be Malcolm Hill. I think uh, when you look at him already being in the system, the fact that he's played very good for the Bulls. And keep in mind, it's a two-way contract, so you're not expecting that player to play a lot of NBA minutes. Costas is going to get – I think he's going to be on the G League team. But I think that last two-way contract is going to Malcolm Hill. We have the greatest commentary in the league. I agree with that, brother. I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, Brandon L. Jet says, Vooch looks nice and settled now, especially when you have a capable backup big to absorb 15 to 20 minutes a game in Drummond. Yeah, you have a bit like Drummond is going to be so much better than what we had backing up Vooch at any point of last season. Um, and it's not even close, right? It's not even close. Uh, Drummond and Vooch and having them both at the center and the fact that Drummond is taking people off the dribble, shooting a little bit more for mid range and being more in the offense outside of just picking. Well, honestly, 
We haven't even seen Vooch, I mean, sorry, Drummond used as much in the pick and roll as I thought we would see him use in this season. It's coming along nicely for this team. And the thing is, it's preseason, right? That's the biggest thing here. It's preseason. I'm going to say that. I'm always going to be consistent with that. But one of the things, regardless of, you, of, of the success rate of it, you can still see what the Bulls are going to try to do on offense this season, what they're going to try to do on defense. And taking that and taking that alone, right? Let's let's take the production out of it, the numbers out of it, everything. Looking at how they're going about their business on offense with the first and second units leaves it, it, it it's it's so much more of a of a professional offense, so to say, in a way. Like a modern offense, I guess is the way that I want to use. It hasn't been even with DeMar out there and what DeMar did. If you look at DeMar, how he played in the three preseason games that he played, he got his numbers, but it wasn't the DeMar going into isolation. It was DeMar more in the flow in the game. It was DeMar, hey, we're going to go to you. We need a bucket right now. We're going to go to DeMar. It seems like this offense is going to be more varied. It's not going to be the heavy isolation. It's not going to be uh, uh, DeMar, 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 Zach, 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 DeMar, 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 Zach, 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 random person in the corner three. It's not going to be that. At least that's how it seems so far. Now, the one thing that I want to see with the Chicago Bulls is when they start facing some adversity with the tougher teams in the regular season that they don't default back to the heavy isolation if they lose two games or if they lose three games in a row. I don't want to see them default back to that. Trust this. You're empowering other players. You're putting other players in good position, which is going to pay off when you get to the playoffs as well. So that's the type of thing that I want to see. Drummond was setting lazy screens. I'd have to go back and look for that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I can't disagree with you. I just it did it isn't something that stood out to me, right? But I can't disagree with you because I I I you you're probably right. 175 people watching, 20 damn likes. Let's stop right there. Listen, get the likes up. If you're in here, this is good content. Get your likes. Get the likes up. Hit that like button. Hope the Bulls get a full season of Williams. He looks like a good defender and more aggressive. No more injuries he needs to develop. Well, let's stop acting like like Patrick Williams has been injured his most of his career. He had a major injury. And it, it set him back in the second season. The one thing that I would say outside of just the scoring, which a lot of people are going to focus on, which I even focus on, so it's fair. I focus on that to open the show. The thing with Patrick Williams that I saw that was it, it, that was good to me is how he was rotating on defense, how he was playing his man off the ball, how he's how he was using his body and his strength to to keep people from from getting kind of bumping off him and, and trying to cut down low. Those type of things we did see. If you look at the off the ball, so often with basketball fans, and this isn't a slight towards anybody, because um, you're supposed to watch the ball. We don't always look at what players are doing when when the person they're guarding doesn't have the ball. I looked for that specifically today with Patrick Williams just because I wanted to take notes on what Patrick Williams did or did not, and then he started dunking on fools' heads, and then I stopped watching. Um, but Patrick Williams was doing those type of things. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. once Patrick Williams realizes, right, you're 21 years old, you're playing out there with a grown man, he still has a lot of grown man body to, growing to do himself, but, like, once Patrick Williams realizes, hey, I'm not only stronger than you, I have a longer wingspan than you, I'm probably quicker than you as well, and I got a handle? Okay, stop me. Once he starts realizing that consistently, you're going to see a completely different Patrick Williams every day. Completely different Patrick Williams. Chris Knuckles, the old faithful here, says, I know it's preseason, but they, they, look, they look good, brother. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. James Pepper, it looks like Io will be the starting point guard against the Heat. Do you think it's the right call? Uh, how do you think he will get on? Look, I, I've been saying this from the beginning. Io was always, to me, the right call to be the starter. When you look at this, and this is why I always said this, outside of his preseason play, which has been – he's been the best point guard, period. Goran has shown some flashes. He didn't play in the game, but Goran looks better on that 
role of, hey, I'm the veteran. When we need a bucket, I'm going to do it. I can set drumming up. I can get you guys in position. I can hit Javante on crosses. I can do those type of things. And Alice Caruso's Alice Caruso. He's going to go out there and do everything, a little bit of dirty work, defending, getting out in transition, getting uh, turnovers, things like that. But Io Desumu has been the better point guard. And when you look at like he's out there with players that aren't the best defenders, you need another defender there. Goran isn't going to add that type of defense. Caruso could for sure. To me, it's always going to be Io. And how I think he's going to fare, it's going to be some games where he looks really good. It's going to be some games where we're like, all right, let's go ahead and get Caruso in there. It's going to happen over the course of the season. But the thing that we've already seen with Io DeSumo in his rookie season is that he's a sponge. He's going to learn. He's going to take criticism well. He's going to try to work on his game. He's already transformed his body to hopefully be able to stand up to the rigors of being a starting point guard in this league a little bit better. Io was always the pick for me. I've always been saying, you can go back and look, I've been saying it since the beginning, even before we knew what was going on with Lonzo, that Io should be the starter there, so I'm happy with it. Chris uh, in the building says, Drummond is a sneaky pickup for the Bulls. I hope they keep him around for a while. Let's see how this first season goes first. First, But he did sign a, a two-year deal, so he's here for two years. I think it's a, is it a player option or a team option. I can't remember which one it is. Now, if, if Drummond balls out this year, considering he'd be going into next season being 30 years old, he could very well opt out if it's a player option so he can get more money, right? Because he only signed for $3.3 million. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think Drummond's going to be here for a minute. I think that. Tay Hollins in the building. What's good, Hayes? Feels good to see my Bulls again, preseason or not. Love your channel, brother. Looking forward to a long season of disagreements with you. <laughs> LOL. Stay blessed and go Bulls. Hey, I remember me and Tay, I think we started this off disagreeing. And that's the thing here, right? For anybody who's in the comments, if we, because I'm in the comments, right? I talk to people in the comments. If we disagree, it's just basketball, right? Now, there are some people that are idiots, and I say that they're idiots, but even if I have a difference of opinion uh, from you, it's just conversation. It's just basketball. I don't have all the answers. I'm the Part of doing this is to have conversations. And so, and I, I'm, people will tell you, I'm, I will admit when I'm wrong. I will, I will wholeheartedly admit when I'm wrong about something or if I have a take that ends up not being true. So let's have fun with this, man. That's what family is about. This is Bulls Nation all day. Super, hey, thank you for the support, Brandon. Thank you for supporting the channel at that level as you always do. See, Red, you already know, brother. Kobe looks a lot more relaxed. Last year he was looking like he was scared he was going to get cut tomorrow. I mean, I'm sure there's a level of, again, another thing that how continuity bets off, uh, pays off for people. He's more settled into his role. He's coming in playing with the same role that he played last season for the most part, and he just has to perform. If 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 Kobe White performs, Kobe White's going to look – he's going to have a role on this team. He just has to – he has to – has to perform. JDH in the building says, I guess this is what a 12th place team looks like. Shout out to you, bro. Hey, listen, they're going to eat those words early and often. Vincent Harris, what top NBA Eastern Conference team you believe will not be as good as they as they was last year? I believe it would be the Miami Heat. I do think there's a chance the Miami Heat didn't add. They lost, right? They lost pieces. They didn't really add a lot of key pieces. Um, it could be that. could be a, 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 a year of regression or something like that because of age. Um, but I look at it like this. I'm going to say I'm worried. I, I, I think it may be the Boston Celtics because I think the absence of Udoka is going to hurt the team more than some people realize they look solid in preseason and that's to do things. But when you look at how the Boston Celtics had to come on in the second half of that season, right? There were 500 teams at the first half of the season and they just came out of the gate playing much better. That's coaching. 
I don't know if the coach that they have in place right now is going to be able to have that mindset to weather the storm if it does come. So I'm, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics to maybe take a bit of a step back. Um, but the Miami Heat are definitely a good pick there as well, I think. Jamon says, uh, no P.J. Tucker will hurt Miami for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we don't need, uh, from D. Nolan, we don't need Drummond taking too many threes because that would take away from him doing what he's been great at and at the uh, and that's offensive rebounding. Well, here's my thought. Even if I played it in the clip, I think on today's daily episode, Drummond said that he just wants to be able to take those threes if people leave him open. The corner threes is specifically what he talked about. I agree. I don't want to see Andre Drummond all of a sudden turn into this person who's taking two or three three-pointers per game. I want to see him if teams leave him open if, if it, or for whatever. Let's say Patrick Williams is in the in the middle doing some work, and, and they come down there to double P. Will thinking, hey, it's Andre Drummond out here. Uh, we're going to leave him out of the <laughs> – I try to work that off. Excuse me. Um, if they see Patrick Williams doing some work in the post and they, uh, and they try to double him because Drummond's out there on the perimeter, I want him to take that three-point shot confidently, or even if it's a mid a midi. That's what I want to see from Drummond. I don't want to all of a sudden see him try to turn into like this three-point shooting big. I don't want to see that either. Um, Angela Williams says, do you see the Bulls moving Zoe if Williams keeps ascending? I'm sorry, if Io keeps ascending. I said this over on Locked on Bulls. For the Bulls to be able, I think for the Bulls to move Zoe, it would have to take a couple of things. A, Zoe would have to not look good upon his return, and Io would literally have to look like he would have to damn near make an all-NBA team. Io's good, and Io could be great as he starts progressing, but but Lonzo is the player that you can bet on. And even uh, Io has not nearly shown the defensive versatility of a of a um Lonzo Ball, he just hasn't. He has not shown that he's he's a solid defender. He's a really good defender. But we we've seen Lonzo switch on some fives. So when you look at that and his ability to shoot the ball the way that he does, I don't think that it necessarily moves Zoe. That they're gonna move Zoe for, from it. I don't think so. Um, that's just my opinion. And also, Io's a versatile player. He can, but him and Zoe, they can play the two or the one or the two. So I don't know if I see that per se. Um, it, it would have to take a lot to get there, in my opinion. Shay, um, you notice Goran Dragic makes Andre Drummond's job look a lot simple on the offensive end. The point guards in general, they use Drummond. They lobbed it up to Drummond well. They are starting to understand that chemistry of Andre Drummond and what he can do. Uh, if if Green be uh, playing a lot of starter minutes again, he best be getting some bonus or some side chick or something. Oh, Javante, if he keeps playing this way, is about to get paid. Keep in mind, this is Javante's first time going into free agency, I believe. He's 29 years old, so he'll be 30 going into his first, first time to actually get a big contract. Now, it is a only it's a only it's a percentage specific percentage of increase that he can get. So nobody can come in and offer like Javante Green a 15 million dollar contract. I think the most that he can make is 11.5. Um, that's the absolute most. But if Javante keeps playing this way, that man's about to get paid. Period. He's about to get paid. Tay Hollins has always loved with Hayes. Best Bulls channel stayed on all topics this summer and kept us good. Listen, hey, I, I am proud to be able to say that outside of one week, right, where I think I only dropped three episodes, I stayed daily this whole summer. And not with fluff content, not with clickbait content, with actual Bulls content, conversations around the Bulls and the NBA and how things affected them. The I'm so proud of my draft coverage this offseason. I covered 28 prospects in depth, right? Not just surface level thing like, hey, this, this guy's a 6'7 a big who can do X, Y, Z. In depth, 
I'm really happy. I didn't know. It was my first off-season being a content creator, and I'm really proud of what I was able to produce over the course of the summer. I'm really proud of it, and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed. Lord Zobey says, uh, you don't got the answers, Hayes, Kanye voice. That is hilarious. Mm, if you had to cut one guard from our team, who would it be? That's actually a really good question. If I had to cut one guard from our team, it would probably be Gorn. And it sucks because I'm not cutting Io, not cutting Alex Caruso, not cutting uh, Zoe, even though he's hurt. Um, Carlick Jones isn't technically on the team. He's only on a camp deal. Yeah, I think it would. I think at that point it would have to be Gorin. And that kind of sucks because Gorin looks good out there. What excuse will ESPN give when the Bulls prove everyone wrong? Oh, they're going to wait like they did last season. Keep in mind, like the whole conversation around the Bulls uh, during their ascent was, Oh, well, this, this, this. Oh, the Bulls, they're going to they're gonna come back down. They haven't played good teams. And then the Bulls, number one in the team for ha uh, in the East for half the season, they didn't really talk about it. Didn't really talk about the Bulls. Didn't really get a lot of national televised games. Then as soon as the Bulls started falling off, see, we told you so. That's all it's going to be. Can DeMar be in the MVP discussions again this season? Can he? Yes, but I actually hope it's more Zach that's in those conversations, right? Not as like a top three, but hey, if he can get a couple of MVP votes, it's been a good season. Can we keep Io, Kobe, and Terry? Well, the, that it really re remains on how much this Bulls front office is going to want to spend on guards. I have a whole breakdown on this. If the Bulls were to extend Io and Kobe this offseason, who are both free agents, that would put the Bulls paying $95 million in just guards. Zach Levine, Alonzo uh, Ball, Io DeSumo, uh, Kobe White, Alice Caruso, and Goran Dragic. That's $95 million on six players that play the same, like two, two positions, right? That's a lot to be, that's a lot to pay for, for just the guards positions. A lot to pay. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, what's that line shooting percentage plus minus average Kobe need to have for us Bulls fans to be uh, like he untradeable as a six? Well, I don't think any player in the league is untradeable. But I would say Kobe just needs to average what he averaged last season, just be more consistent in doing it. When you look at Kobe White's averages last season, right, when you, when you look at that, the 12.7 points per game, three rebounds per game, but basically three assists per game on 43% shooting from the field goal and 38% shooting from three-point range – and a half a steal per game as a six man, that that's pretty solid as a bench player. Because I think Alex Cruz is more the six man. But as a bench player, that's pretty solid. It's just that it was so up and down for Kobe. Matter of fact, if Kobe is more consistent, not doing anything different, just being more consistent, that same stat that he probably averages 15 points per game. But the, the games that he had where he wasn't hitting any shots, he was 0 for 6, 0 for 7, really hurt that. If Kobe can be more consistent, He's going to give you 12 or 15 points per game off the off the bench. That's what that he just needs to do that. He just needs to do that. Everything else is solid for what he does. Samir 60, I'm driving home from the UC. Green and Drummond had great in effort and energy. Listen, they got that dog in him. And like I said, Javante Green just doesn't have that dog in him. Damn, I keep bringing up on Javante Green got got a little of Joe Kim Noah inside of him. Joe Kim Noah is living inside of Javante Green and Dalen Terry right now. Right now, you know how uh, Voldemort, right, is that, did I say it right, uh, split his soul into the different horror crutches? That's what jo Joe Kim Noah has done with members of this Bulls team. He split his spirit up. Split it up. Smear 60 says Simonovich had no energy. I'm sure he's deflated, right? 
You're seeing Tony Bradley get off the bench before. You're seeing Costas Antetokounmpo get off the bench for you. Your, your, your coach does not believe in you at all. I'm sure it's affecting his, his, his energy. But he needs to use that to drive him to be better in practice so he can get more minutes and get out there on the court. ESPN is going to wait till we possibly get ousted out of the playoffs to say, I told you so, ESPN always hating. You already know. And Kendrick Perkins is going to have something stupid to say. Billy Donovan's gum is in the building. Bro, watching how we played in these preseason games, I feel like Justin Lewis would fit so well into the roster as a 3-4 off the bench. The Bulls believe in Justin Lewis. The fact that he's still on that, on that two-way contract, right? They don't have to keep him on that. It's not like it's a guaranteed contract. Literally, the Chicago Bulls, once he tore his ACL, could have cut him. They still would have had to pay his medical bills because I think he still would have got paid for the season because he was injured was he was injured at their facility doing something with them, but they could have cut him. The fact that they're keeping him on a two way contract to me tells me that they still believe in this kid. They still believe that they got a steal at an undrafted rookie when they didn't have a second round pick. They still want to see him in their system. They still want to bring him along. That's what that tells me. Justin Lewis could be something for the Chicago Bulls team. What do we need to see from Zach this year? Is an all-star selection enough? Your thoughts? I just need to see Zach come out and perform. I don't care about all-star selections. I don't care about all-NBA team. Those are nice, but those come as a result of playing well. I need to see Zach Levine get back to being the close to the 50-40-90 player he was. I need to see Zach take the big shots. I need to see him not have the ball handling mistakes in, 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 stretch, in key stretches of games uh, that we don't need him to. The bouncing the ball off the foot. I need him to take more defensive assignments. Not be a lockdown defender, but just be more focused on the defensive end. That's what I want to see from Patrick. I mean, so from uh, Zach Levine, in my opinion. I disagree with you here. Mr. Bad Guy says, at this point, it's bad coaching with Marco. No, because keep in mind, Marco looked terrible in EuroLeague. It's not bad coaching. You have to do the things in practice to even earn minutes with this. And Billy Donovan is not a coach who, if you're not doing the correct things in practice, is not going to, if he thinks you're going to give him an opportunity to win, he's going to play you. Look at Io DeSumo. Billy Donovan and AK said it. They thought Io was going to come in and out of the G League last season. You know why he didn't do that? Because he showed the things in practice to get his butt out there on the court, and they and he showed that he can be relied on initially for the defense, and then he built on his game on top of that. Marco Savonovic so far, He's in a weird position. He can't learn anything else from the G League, but he's clearly not doing enough in practice to earn minutes. That's to be earned. You can't just say it's bad coaching. You can't say that. He has to earn the right to be out there on the court. And what we saw in the times that he did get out on the court last season, he got his head dunked on every single time he was out there. Marco has to do enough in practice to earn that spot That spot in the rotation. Billy Donovan's gun. Marco's not cracking the rotation. It becomes better and more aggressive on defense. Bro got that pussycat. <laughs> wow. Wow. I wouldn't know about the pussycat in them. But uh, listen, this is, what I, this is what I think when it comes to Marco. It's, it's, it's a weird situation um, that Marco's in because he can't learn anything else from the G League. He went down there. He worked on his game. Offensively, Marco got everything you want him to have offensively. Marco has everything you want a player to have offensively. He can pass. He can shoot. He can put the ball on the floor a little bit. He, he can go down low. He can do all those things. But what the thing that we're missing from Marco Simonovic is just he's not a competent defender right now. He's not. So, you know, to your point there, right, in, in, in saying that he got that cat in him, the X-rays came back. Marco Simonovic got a little bit of cat in him. The X-rays came back. Marco Simonovic has a little bit of cat in him. But can that cat become a dog is the question. That's the biggest question. Any special guests joining the show this year? Oh, stay tuned. I, I, I like to do more of my 
my guests work in the summer. That's a lot of time to collab. But just like last season where I had certain people pop up on um, on, on post-game shows, whatever, random episodes, you will see a guest. I got a couple lined up. Um, you will see guests on this show, though. MJG23 says, a lot of things to like about our preseason, the pace of the offense, 30-plus assists, three games straight, 110-plus scoring, better bench production, competent backup center production, DeMars and Vooch's play, absolutely. Absolutely. Island of Dr. Moreau reference. Look at that. Can the cat become a dog? I guess we'll see, brother. I guess we'll see. Everything Bulls. What's going on, fam? What's going on? I got to get you on the show this year. You, you, you flaked on me on our last uh, time that we tried to set up a, a collab. You, I got to get you on the show this year, brother. Vern in the building. Cousin Vern. That's that's my official cousin, Vern. Vern. What are you looking for going into the first game against the Heat a week from Tuesday? A week from today, you mean? Um, uh, this is what I'll say. I need to see everything that we saw need to see, that we saw in preseason. Adding in Zach Levine, actually looking like Zach Levine. I think we get a win against the Heat. Everything that we saw, the movement around the ball on offense, the communication on defense, the improved, you know, running out to the three point. We need to get away from the slow starts as well. But I think if we see everything that we saw from players, the bench, the starters, but you just add in Zach Levine actually looking like Zach Levine, keep in mind, look at how good we looked. All those numbers that we just talked about um, that the commenter just left, I can't remember who left the comment, all those was without Zach Levine looking even remotely like Zach Levine. You add Zach Levine to that? Come on, man. Come on. As a coach, you still need to give him some playing. Marco can get better, can't get better. No, no. You don't see that's the thing, and that no, you players have to earn it. It's not just players don't just improve by playing in games, they improve in practice, they improve by working with the trainers. Like, let's keep in mind, most of the improvement in offseason work is done in the offseason. So, no, you, you don't just get in the game by nature of just oh, we need to get you out there to develop. The, the, that'd be different if this was a rebuilding team. This is a team trying to compete. So, no, if Marco wants to get minutes on this team that's trying to compete for something. He has to show it in practice. You're not foregone or, or, hell, we saw Patrick Williams get moved out of the starting lineup. You, you don't, you, nothing is given. Nothing's given. Everything is earned. That's what happens on a playoff team. You got to earn that. You got to earn that. MJG23, great point as well. All that without Lonzo Ball. You add Zach Levine looking like Zach Levine when he's healthy. That is a 50-40-90 player, an elite offensively who needs to do some other things defensively to step up some and, uh, and up his game. You add that to what we saw in preseason, and then God forbid this team gets to really firing on all cylinders, and then we're looking at adding Lonzo Ball possibly in January. That's like a midseason trade. This team is going to be dangerous, man. Jimmy Butler earned his minutes playing defense and then eventually got his shot on the offense. That is what that's the only way Marco will get on. Well, no, people can get on the floor, not necessarily being the greatest defenders, right? But you gotta show that you understand. The thing that I say with this is what I have to guess is not only Marco's inability to play one-on-one -on -one defense, but I think that it has to be Marco's not grasping the defensive system either. Let's keep in mind. Vooch isn't the greatest one-on-one -on -one defender. He's not going to be that. But what Vooch is starting and learning how to do and what he's shown this preseason is he's learning how in the, in the framework of the team defense to be productive. If Marco can't even be functional in the team defense, much less the one-on-one -on -one defense, you're not going to get on the court. You're not going to get on the court. Brooklyn and the Lakers are stupid to give. Well, the Lakers did a lot of stupid shit. And Brooklyn, we'll see. 
Don't forget to join us on Chicago Bulls Party Chat on Facebook. We'll be getting hot now that the season is starting. That is my partnered Facebook group. Uh, that I partner with because they're real over there. So if you're on Facebook, if you're looking for a good Chicago Bulls um, Facebook group, Chicago Bulls party chat, they they get the the hay seal of approval for sure. Facts. Jimmy was so ass like terrible. Now he's an NBA all-star. He worked hard, learned the game, and earned his spot. Well, keep in mind, he also came in for a coach that just didn't play rookies. He came in for a coach that did not play rookies. He could have been almost a damn near star rookie. if you if uh, He wouldn't have played you. He earned that. He earned that rotation spot for sure. And then we saw his role continually increase from that point on. Norman says, about time I catch a live. Well, you're almost over. We're about to wrap this one up, brother. About to wrap this one up. And so, oh, FYI on that. So as we go towards the season, right, just because of how much content I'm putting out, how much things that we're doing around here and what we're also adding to the show. Also, if you're a member, make sure you become a member of the channel. Members get their exclusive one uh, episode a week, which I got to get back. I owe you guys two because I was out of town. Um, and then we listen. I'm going to be live a lot. All I'm going <coughs> to <coughs> Sunday. Um, all I'm going to say is like we're working on things around here. We're working on things around here. Um, that's all I can say. As things are being worked on. First Bulls player to bag 40 this season. I have to go with DeMar. I want to say Zach, but just the nature of how DeMar goes about and gets his offense, it's I, I would have to bet that it's going to be DeMar DeRozan. Brandon L. Jett, shout out to the members. Yeah, you know what? That is something that I need to do more often. Let's shout out the members of this channel. Hold on. Let me get the list up. Shout out to Vincent Harris, Vern, Vernell Gordon, Blah, JPEG, JDH, John Moore, Walton Kutcher, Brandon L. Jett, K27 Mac, and Chris Knuckles, members of the channel. Three of y'all stop being members and cut y'all subscription. Y'all some hope. No, I'm just playing. I understand. It's Listen, I haven't been posting there consistently. It's been off season, but now that the season's cracking, you're definitely going to get your uh, members exclusive episode. So be on the lookout for that. And also, you guys as members will get the first episode of NBA's Never mind. I forgot. I can't say that. We can't we can't give that in. We can't give that in. Oh, the other thing that that impressed was uh, in the Toronto game, we went back to ISO, ISO, ISO. And it seemed like Billy's halftime adjustments was to get the players uh, player movement back in. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Norman is actually flying out to Miami for game one. Shout out to you, brother. That is commitment, man. That is definitely commitment. Uh, do you think the Bulls will bring in Liddell and Maker to challenge Lewis? No. Hey, Liddell got like uh, he's he got signed. He's on the New Orleans Pelicans. McCord Maker is on a different team as well. So we'll see. I hear this all the time. I do follow back. I have a whole hip hop podcast. Check shout out to the Breaks Radio, hip hop podcast that I do. Um, I do not look like John John Don. Don. I don't look like him. Just because I have a beard and we're almost the same complexion don't mean we look alike. What's good, Hayes? If a player ended up getting traded midseason, what player do you think it would be? Kobe. I think he's still the most likely candidate to be traded, unfortunately. I don't think he's going to be traded. Um, I just don't. But I do think that if we're betting on any player to be moved by the deadline, the safe money is on Kobe. Some people would say Tony Bradley, but you're not going to get shit but a, but a dollar slice from New York um, for, for Tony Bradley. Um, yeah, that's 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 who I would bet on. I don't think anybody from the core gets traded. I don't think Patrick Williams gets traded. Maybe a Derrick Jones Jr., they may package a Derrick Jones Jr. Um, with a Kobe White or something like that. Um, considering his contract's $3.2 million, kind of maybe as a throw-in. And considering the fact that if Dalen, Ter Ter if da Dalen Terry's ready and Javante's playing the way that he is, 
I, I, I don't know if there's a spot for Derek for Derek Jones Jr. So that those two I would be. All right, y'all. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining the live here at Chicago Bull Central, man. Um, I appreciate you guys more than you will ever know. Um, this 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 is it. We um we in this bitch. Period. Like we're back. Season's ready. We're going. Um, I'm trying. I'm thinking about adding some other things to the channel. Um, as well. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We may try to do a live watch party. Um, during a game or so, just 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 to see how it works out. I don't think I have the skill set to do that, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining. I appreciate you guys, man. It, it's listen, the season is kicking off very shortly there. Um, next week, uh, the Bulls says, "What up, Hayes? Breakout player this year on the Bulls and the NBA. Uh, breakout player in the NBA? I don't know. I don't know breakout player over on the NBA. I'd have to really sit down and think about that. Breakout player on the Chicago Bulls? I'm gonna say Io Desumu. I'm gonna say Io Desumu. This I can understand." I can understand that. I can understand that. I can understand that. I don't agree, but I can understand that one a little bit more. But all right, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. I got to go. Got to do Locked on Bulls, so be tuned in to go check go check out Locked on Bulls. We're about to be streaming over there as well. That's why I got to rest my voice. But make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. Like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.